we have disciple makers filtering all through all the departments on every shift. We have guys on every shift holding each other accountable. Yeah. We have guys meeting and studying God's Word. And that's how we're going to revolutionize everything in law enforcement. You know, that's, that's what will change the face of law enforcement nationwide. Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world, Yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. Hi, and thanks for joining me for part two, the conclusion of A Godly Lifeline for the Thin Blue Line, Discipling and Equipping God's Agents of Peace and Justice. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and do so. It's an interview with Mr. Paul Lee, as he shares with us about a very vital ministry called the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers which is an invaluable organization that brings hope to those without hope that are working in the law enforcement community. And what FCPO does is it seeks to develop a Christian mindset in law enforcement officers using biblical truths to transform their lives, families, and their communities. And this just doesn't affect their personal lives. This affects them on the job. And let's face it, when a cop is on the job and he's got Christ in his heart, he's got the Holy Spirit residing in him. He's going to do a much better job at protecting and defending you and I. Now, Paul himself is a retired Chattanooga Police Department captain. He's got 29 years of law enforcement service under his belt. He's worked on several specialized units, including the federal task forces. He spent five years as a hostage negotiator, and he also spent five years on um, the SWAT team. He himself has been an FCPO member since 1995, And he served in various capacities on the national board. And right now he's the current executive director of Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. I want to say right here, if you are in law enforcement or if you know someone who is, please direct them not only to this podcast episode, but to the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. Because being a law enforcement officer in whatever capacity is a gut-wrenching, grueling, emotionally taxing, dangerous, difficult job in which they are dealing with evil 
on a daily basis and sometimes the worst of the worst of evil. They're standing that line between good and evil, between law-abiding citizens like you and I and those who practice lawlessness. They're standing that line so that instead of chaos and injustice, we can experience peace and justice. And as I'm sure you're all aware, that job has been made very difficult. It's been becoming increasingly difficult by administrators and um, elected officials who have politicized this difficult and challenging job. And we are losing thousands of law enforcement officers by the day. As lawlessness is increasing, our line of defense through law enforcement is decreasing because it seems that no matter what they do, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't really at this point. But between that and um, ministering to them for their own personal needs, not just for the job, but the, them and the lives of their families, and as Paul has shared, this, the suicide rates, the, the um, domestic abuse rates, the divorce rates, they are sky high in the households of those who are in law enforcement because of what they're dealing with on a daily basis. Things that we can't even begin to imagine. They need help. And like the rest of us, they need Jesus. And so that's what Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers seeks to do. So please, if you know anyone, direct them here. Direct them to FCPO. I'll have the information on my website in the podcast description as to how you can reach FCPO or join. There's lots of ways to help through this organization, whether it's becoming an associate member or by starting a local chapter if you are in law enforcement. But anyway, let's go on with part two, the conclusion of my interview with Mr. Paul Lee. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart and sharing this. Be sure and put on there how they can join. Yes, yeah, I'm going to definitely give the information as to how they can join. But I wanted to just ask you specifically, what are some of the things that um, Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers offers for law enforcement? Well, with our our membership, we provide them with with a lot of hands-on materials. One of them is called a one-year Bible. And this Bible is laid out where you just turn the pages. You start at January 1 or whatever day it is, and you just turn the pages, and there's the next day. And through it, you have a little Old Testament, a little New Testament, and some Psalms and Proverbs every single day. And by this time next year, you will have read through the entire Bible. The daily one broken up like that really helps. Yeah. That's excellent. And and we tell guys, you know, if you already have a reading plan, just keep doing it. The important thing is to read through God's Word. Yeah. All of it. You know, Paul, do you understand all of it? No. But if my God wrote it, it must be important. Mm-hmm. And he'll let me know what I need to know when I need to know it. Yes. And he does. And actually, this started way back in about 1996. Uh, we were challenged here in our little Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers local chapter to read through the Bible, and we did it. And this December 31st will mark my 27th or 28th year of reading through God's Word. And the more we read through it, the more it came alive. And as, as a group of cops reading it together, we started looking for things in there that would have anything remotely to do with law enforcement. And that started showing us how we could 
take this on the job. It's not separated. It all goes together. You know, we, we can live this on the job. And it was from that little group, from reading through God's Word, that revolutionized the way I policed. Because I, I, the more I read, the more I realized there's no exception clause mm-hmm. in there for law enforcement. There's no yeah buts. This is how you have to do it. Period. Mm. You know, it's laid out for you. Yeah, but this guy, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's not there. Right. It's not there. And you have to develop spiritual disciplines. You have to have accountability from other people. It's just, you have to. Mm. The profession that God has put us in is dangerous. It's evil. It's a lost profession for the most part. And to try to explain what you see and what you go through every day, you really can't. But the thing is that most cops have in common, lost or saved, we love doing the job. We love the job. So it was the Bible that changed everything, the way we operated. And then others saw that in us. You know, we also give our members uh, right now media which is the Netflix of video Bible study. Right now, media is awesome. We have it here at home, and that's a great resource to be giving access to. Yeah, It it is, and and it's for the entire family. You know, you can watch Mm -hmm. it on your TV or any electronic device, your phone. You've got instant access to video Bible studies and and lesson plans and everything else that that you can use. Mm -hmm. And then we give the spouses some books and, and some other things. And... We encourage our members, if, if there's not a chapter around them, to start developing a chapter. How might they go about that, starting a chapter? Well, first of all, you join, mm-hmm. and then all you have to do is contact the office here. You can either send an email at fcpo.org, or uh, there's a form that you can actually fill out on the website about a chapter inquiry. And then we'll get back in touch with you and talk to you about that. But there's no cost to it, and uh, it's really rather simple. And then we work with you to try to help you grow your chapter. But the first thing we do is grow you. Mm-hmm. You know, the first group of guys that come together, we're going to work on you for a while, and then we'll start working on others. Excellent. Um, with everything that's going on right now, are you finding an increase in people trying to start chapters? That would be a big yes. COVID was our biggest year. Uh, It really hasn't let up. And uh, I honestly believe that these guys and and gals out here, they feel stranded. And and for the first time, they're realizing they can't do this job in their own strength. And they're looking for help. And a lot of them are starting to look to to God for help. Mm -hmm. And God's sending them to us. Beautiful. All right, so Bible studies. I'm hearing you offer Bible studies. Um, you mentioned books for the spouses. I think that is great. I can't imagine being the spouse of a law enforcement officer. Um, so do you offer marriage resources too? Any marriage enrichment resources we for do. these? Okay. You know, at times when money permits, we work with groups to uh, get them to marriage retreats or you know, we will sponsor the marriage retreat for a chapter that wants one, and we don't usually limit it to the chapter. You know, if the chapter wants to to have a marriage retreat, then we work with them to have it, but to invite a lot of other people too, a lot of other law enforcement spouses. Mm-hmm. You know, come come to this retreat, 
and then we provide the, the teachers and I guess the retreat plan or the series, whatever. Mm-hmm. We do it. Okay. You mentioned when money permits, so that's going to lead me to this question. How can our listeners support FCPO? Well, you know, it's not cliche. Prayer is the most important way. Just pray for law enforcement. Pray for the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. You know, pray for God to use us the way he has designed us to be used and and, and the way that, that he wants us to be used. But you can also give. You can give donations, and you can do that on our website at fcpo.org. You can become, if you're not law enforcement, you can become what we call an associate member. And you'll get everything that a member gets. People say, well, what's the responsibility of an associate member? It is to pray and to give. We ask from our members and our associate members a simple donation of $5 a month because we know people are tapped out. We know income is hard, and we don't want to put a strain on anyone else. Mm-hmm. We don't want people having to sacrifice any more than they're already sacrificing. I'm thinking coffee. Like yeah. coffee is yeah. over a dollar a cup at many places. Yeah. So you give up a few cups of coffee that you get out you know, in order to help a police officer, to help this organization. That's a pretty good trade-off, I would have to say, and an easy one. And you can do that monthly, or you can do it once a year, recurring for for $60 a year. And the thing is, we would rather have thousands and thousands of $5 donors than just one major giver that gave us everything to, to go do everything. Because if we've got all those, you know, little $5 coming in... God's using that, and all of these people that are participating are going to be blessed because of what they're doing. Absolutely. We, we want this. This goes two ways. It's not just giving. No, this is worship. And you're not giving it to FCPO. You're giving it to God. You're taking God's money to begin yes. with, right? It's all God's money, and you're, you're giving it back to him by investing in a wonderful ministry such as Fellowship of Christian peace officers. I always want to say police officers. I know that was the original name. Um, I always want to say police officers, but police officers. officers. Paul, I thank you so much for sharing this with us. Well, I I enjoyed being here, and I I really appreciate the the opportunity. I really like talking about that's Jesus and FCPO. Yeah, and you're good at it, might I add. You're you're very good. (laughs) There's no doubt in my mind this is a vital ministry because of what I'm seeing and hearing going on, especially in the news. I I don't listen to too much news anymore, in all honesty. I've I've had to shut it off and just live my life because listening to the news, it's, well, it's the same old, same old. And I I just, I can't take any more between the police officers and COVID, of course, and the race thing. Everything in news is reported in, in terms of color and race. And I'm so sick and tired of the people wanting everyone to see everyone and judge them by color and saying yeah. that they're trying to get rid of racism when they're practicing racism. Again, uh, depraved thinking that, well, that's, that's going on in know, our world. Philippians, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells us not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God will transcend uh, everything. He will guard your heart, your mind, everything. He will take care of it. And we have to come as believers to the realization that 
Nothing, nothing has taken God by surprise. He's clear on every bit of it, and there is nothing outside of his control. Amen. So we have to ask ourselves, Lord, you have me right here today. What do you want me to do right here today where I am? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if all believers in the world did that? Yeah, and you're kind of going along with the premise of my podcast, one little candle. One That's person it. in their corner of the world, one candle, one corner of the world, this world is dark, and it just light that one candle, and it dispels the darkness. And as it you does. said, if we all come together, wow. That's it. Yeah. Sounds simple. <laughs> yeah, I know. But again, I, I can't thank you enough, and thank you for your service. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. To defend and protect, and thank you to you and, and all the other law enforcement people out there, men, women, um, spouses That's of right. law enforcement officials, we thank you so very, very much. Um, yes, prayers, definitely praying for everyone in this occupation. It's not an occupation I would want. And like they said, well, it's it's a calling. It's a lot of fun. Honest, it's a, it's a calling. It's not even you know it is a, calling. a career. But I heard one sheriff say it's a calling, and it is. and I believe that you have to be called in order to survive it. I guess, but but again, we need Jesus. We need God in order to carry out our duties in a God honoring way. If there's anything that you want to get out there, we we do have uh, some some things that, are, that we're trying to put together that, you know, I didn't talk about. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, one of them we do have together, we're just trying to get it here, and that is a, uh, a new Bible. It's a FCPO, uh, not style, but, you know, it, it's unique to FCPO. Mm -hmm. And it's just a thin blue line cover, that's all it is. It's a black Bible, a thin line Bible, like you'd carry to church, pretend leather, with a thin blue line around it. And uh, inside of it, uh, we will have the one-year Bible daily reading plan, so we'll not have to give that out anymore. It also has a, a number of pages that are dedicated to us. All of those law enforcement and the scriptures that I was telling you about that that we had spent years, you know, looking at, and we started jotting them down. Well, we've got those listed in there where guys can get to them. Uh, we also have a prayer. Uh, I've written the definition of a thin blue line because they're they're trying to say that that's an illicit or a racial symbol now. And it's, well, for crying it's out loud. It, wow. it, it's not. And uh, But this is also called a filament Bible. And... These, I think, just came out in, around September of last year. And uh, uh, my representative at Tyndall House sent me this Bible just because it had a plain cover on it to see if this is what I was talking about. And he had a post-it note on this Bible that said, I can get this without the filament. And the guy here in the office said, when I read that out loud, he said, let me see that Bible. And I handed it to him, and he opened it up, and he looked at me and said, do you, do you know what we're holding? And I said, other than a Bible, no, I don't have a clue. <laughs> he said, see this little diamond beside each page number? I said, yeah. He said, you download the filament app and put your phone camera over this, and it brings up all the study notes for that page. I said, what are you talking about? And I downloaded it. 
they have in, in this app that's coming with this Bible, there's over 25,000 study notes. There's over 1,500 devotionals, over 400 profiles and articles on biblical characters. There's over 350 videos in it, and there's over 40 maps and infographics, and the maps are interactive. It's not like the maps in the back of your Bible now, the journey of Paul. You know, it, it's all sorts of things. And you tap on it, and it'll bring up and spot other things, and it'll lay today's borders over whatever you're looking at. Uh, it just, it's amazing. I've never and heard so, of such a thing, Paul. Yeah, I called I called our representative back. I said, Mark, this is the Bible that we want, and we want the filament app in it. I don't care what it costs. God will pay for it. And so God provided before the year was out, over $20,000 for 2,000 of them. <laughs> and, and right now we're just trying to get them from China to Chattanooga so we can start mailing them out. So they, they said they should be here in December. And then they've told us November, so I've just started praying, asking God, will you, will you get them here by October? Yes, I know please. you can if you want to, you know. <laughs> and I'm I'm just excited about them because that, when they get this in their hand, this and being able to read through the Bible every year and all the study notes and the right now mm -hmm. media, you know, we've provided our members with everything they need to self-study, to lead a small group with videos and stuff. You know, and even lead somebody in discipleship one-on-one. And so what we're doing right now is uh, we're working on a conference to bring, uh, we can't bring all of our, our chapter leaders here, but we're going to try to bring them from different parts of the country and have at least 30 here mm -hmm. at our expense because cops, they don't have any money. I mean, even the cops that in the big cities that make some of them $100,000 a year, they're just as broke as the cops in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hmm. And that's because they don't go anywhere outside their culture for advice. So the only advice they get financially is from other old broke cops just like them. Hmm. So it, it's, just, it, it's just reciprocal. It's just constant. So we want to bring them here. We want to teach them about all the materials that we give them, show them how they can use it. That includes the website, the Bible, the right now media, how important it is, how easy it is. And then on top of that, we are going to start, uh, we have everything lined up now. God has lined all of this up to start teaching these guys true discipleship, where they will go and meet with one or two or three other guys and disciple them and teach them to do the same thing because then they go to the different shifts and the different areas and precincts and divisions and and all of a sudden instead of just having one meeting once a week or so that everybody can't be at we have disciple makers filtering all through all the departments on every shift we have guys on every shift holding each other accountable yeah. we have guys meeting and studying god's word and that's how we're going to revolutionize everything in law enforcement. You know, that's that's what will change the face of law enforcement nationwide. Mm -hmm. But that's where we're headed. We're not there yet. We've got a long ways to go. Well, prayers. That's Keep it. Covered in prayer. Thanks for sharing that about those Bibles. These will actually be 
for members and associate members only. Mm, okay. And and mm-hmm. the 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 very first page in it, you know, where you've got uh, I don't know what what the exact title of it is, but I guess the the presentation page where it says to and from. Yeah. That's actually going to be your membership certificate. I like that. So yeah. And then on the on the back of that will be the hundred and first psalm, and we call that the law enforcement psalm hmm. about how we're supposed to operate. And but we make you an associate member, and you definitely get one. I'll send you one <laughs> when they yes. get here. I told you that I told you back in when we first talked in August. I was I haven't done it yet, but um no, I definitely plan on being an associate member. I think it's oh such a great investment. Um, that, that's where my heart is just, I, I'm just so heartbroken over this whole thing with law enforcement. And that's why when I discovered FCPO and then got to talk to you, I was like, yes, God, this, this is what's needed. Well, this is God's timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, we've been around for 47 years Yeah. and now all of a sudden, you know, and I, I'm sitting here going, okay, God. You've put me here, and you know I don't know how to do this. And and you have to send help, and he does constantly. And just recently I was praying that again. And I have, right now, I have two board members. Now, our board, national board, is from all over the country. Two of them are moving to Chattanooga. I had another member from California that has moved to Chattanooga. All these guys wanting to help, wanting mm-hmm. to do things. You know, and I'm just sitting here going, thank you, Lord. Yes. I, I pray he answers. The beauty is that he's got it orchestrated before you even ask him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I love about God being sovereign and on his throne. And, you know, um, he's got it. But he still, he wants us to come to him. As far as our, our uh, conference that, that we're going to try to do, we're looking at a price tag of about $40,000 that we're going to have to come up with. Mm. And uh, I just got word from a foundation today. They're going to give us 5000 uh, mm. I had a gentleman give 2500 the other day, and we've really not even started publicizing it. God's on the case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has resources that, uh, it, well, he has an unlimited amount of resources. He owns it all. There's he, enough for everybody. He owns it all. Amen. Yes. There is enough for everybody. Yes. And it just, every day is just a thankful day. Mm-hmm. Every single day. But keep turning the news off, whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, when you think about it now, and we get caught up and we fail to think, even though we think we're thinking, we're just thinking what they're telling us to think. Yes. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, access to news of what's happening in the country. Mm -hmm. But you only see the same stories over and over and over again with the same words. Mm -hmm. And if that's all that's happening in the world, we're living in a great world. There's, (laughs) There's not much going on. Yeah, right. And it's all happening in our country for the most part. Yeah. So that just shows you the insanity of the media. Mm-hmm. You're right. We've got to shut it down. We've got to open our Bibles. Yeah. Shut it down. Open your Bibles. Be a church, it. you know, prayer. Um, just unplug. That's Unplug. It. You just have to do it. Yeah. You, and, and when it, 
really starts sinking in, you don't want any more of that other stuff. No, you don't. You know, it's not that you you don't care. You just care more about what God has you doing than the nonsense that's going on in the world. You can't stop it. Well, because that's what the world needs. The only thing that's going to make a difference is the gospel. That's it. Is Jesus Christ. I don't care what country or nation you're that's in. Right. This is you're the preaching. only, <laughs> and talk about the most anti-racist that's Christianity. Right. If you want to eradicate racism, turn to Jesus. <laughs> that's it. But, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and realize that, you know, what's going on is a spiritual war. It's a war to destroy Christianity. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. Uh, Washington State, the governor there, Leslie, I think is his name, uh, just came out with an order. Him and the attorney general got together, and all Washington State troopers must be vaccinated completely by October 18th or they're fired. Wow. And and for some, they've tried to do it in Oregon. They're they're fighting it, you know. But but when you read what they've written and got together, this is against Christianity. Ain't got nothing to do with a shot, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And this is all designed and coming around to attack Christianity. If they can get these little digs in and people accept them, then it's just one more step. So much for my body, my choice, huh? Exactly. That applies yeah. to killing your child, but it does not apply right. to putting an That's unknown right. substance in your body from a vaccine. So, yeah. This is this is what happens when we allow anyone else besides God let us know what we need to do. Mm-hmm. In our mission statement where we talk about using biblical truths, we believe if you're not using biblical truth to operate by, whose truth are you using? Because everybody else's truth changes constantly. Biblical truth does not change. Exactly. That's why we see so much hypocrisy and vacillating. And I've told that to my kids. It's like, if you're not operating in the truth, it's always going to change. And you have to keep trying to change the quote unquote facts to go with your narrative. Yeah. Because it's not true. The hypocrisy always shows when you're operating in such falsehood. Oh, yeah. It just does. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that's good because people are opening their eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like I said, God knows what he's doing. We just need to let God be God. Yes. You know, and what is it you want me to do, God? Because I'm the only one I can control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't control anybody else. What do you want me to do? And I've said to people, let's ask the question, why am I here for such a time as this? If, yes. At this point in history, when so much is going on, we're in the shadow of the tribulation and all these That's things. Right. It's like, why are you here, Christian, in this point That's in right. history? God has you fitting in here somewhere or else you wouldn't be alive and breathing. So what is it? We have what to ask it? God that question. What is it? Yeah, because we're not here just to hang out, watch TV and fuss about stuff. Yeah. We go to church on Sundays. Yeah, we're not spectators in this whole thing. No. Uh-huh. We have a job to do, and I think more now than ever, we oh, have yeah. a job to do. Yeah. But thank you, Paul. Yeah. You are just a, <laughs> just a treasure to talk to. And again, if you need well, anything from one little candle, please, please let me know. I'd be glad to put it out there. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If, if we get this... Uh, if we get this conference thing, if God really pulls it together like I'm hoping mm-hmm. he will, uh, we'll probably have to talk about that. This would really end up uh, 
I think, being transformational because we would try to grow it mm-hmm. and make it every year and uh, to do this training and then training beyond that. Those things are so powerful. You know, when, when you can get people together to come together yeah. from all walks of life and, and from around the nation that have yeah. that profession and have these things open to them and the meeting Again, God orchestrates people meeting people. <laughs> Look at how this yep. whole thing started. That's right. There's so much That's power right. in something like that. And, and there's always the chance that the government can step in and say, there's no more 501c3s, no mm. more churches, no more tax exemption, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody pays. They can do it. Well, that pretty much crippled things like us, all the 501c3s. But if we have done what God wants us to do, then we have created chapters and small groups who create more small groups within their departments, who create more small groups mm-hmm. and discipleship. And if this home office was crushed by the government tomorrow, nothing would stop the chapters out there from continuing. Exactly. It's like that way with the church. Like when the church has to go underground, yeah. that seems to be when it it just it spreads like thrives. wildfire. Yes, yes. It just truly thrives. You cannot stop God. You cannot stop the gospel. No. You, you cannot stop these things. No. I see our chapters and our cops out there going more underground. Then mm-hmm. uh, if that's the case, then there's more sincerity mm-hmm. at heart. And there's more deep learning. And they take that learning and they're actively doing it on the streets, which is a total opposite appearance of everybody around them, but they have better results, and people will start gravitating towards them. How'd you learn that? What are you doing that for? Why'd you treat them like this? And you just tell them. Yeah, it will cause people to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. That's the purpose for the design on that Bible. You know, just being a, a thin blue line, because if that's laying on my desk or if it's laying in my patrol car, whether they're lost or saved, a cop will walk up, pick it up without asking, start flipping through it and ask, what's this? It's a Bible. Yeah. The next question, lost or saved, is where'd you get it? <laughs> that's just, that's their <laughs> curiosity. This is, you know, and you can tell them, and if they're lost, you can turn that conversation spiritual. Yes. If they're saved, you can invite them in. That's what you call a win-win. That's it. You know, but we do have departments right now that are outlawing anything with a thin blue line on it. Cops, they can't have it. Oh, oh. See, they don't understand how they're hurting themselves. Administrations. You know, that's the that's the sad part when you when you look at police departments because the chief is usually hired by the mayor or the city manager. Mm-hmm. Which means They've got to try to run a police department the way the mayor wants it run, not the way it should be run. Once again, we have someone that's never done the job telling the people that know how to do the job how to do their job. So that's why sheriffs are so powerful. You know, they're just elected. People elect them, but the people don't like them, they get rid of them. Mm. So they pretty much do whatever they want to. If you want to watch a sheriff in action, look at Polk County, Florida at Grady Judd. He does not pull any punches. And he lays it out there to the press where they can't butcher it up. Because if he has a press conference about anything, he has his people filming it too. So that people can get to it Smart. and see it. Yeah. See the whole interview. Yeah. And uh, 
he was one that the Antifa was said they were going to his county, Polk County, Florida. So he had a press conference, and he had these big pictures of, of different things, and, and he was telling the news. He said, I, w- I want to identify this stuff for you, just in case you don't understand what it is. And he held up a picture, and he said, this is a peaceful protest, and it was a picture of a peaceful protest. He said, this is acceptable in Polk County. And then he held up a picture from Seattle or Oregon and said, this is a riot. This is not acceptable in Polk County. And he went on and he talked some more. He said, in case you didn't get it the first time. He put up another picture. He said, this <laughs> is a peaceful protest. This is acceptable in Polk County. He held up another picture. He said, this is looting. picture of breaking into a window store and stealing stuff out. He said, this is acceptable, the peaceful protest. This looting is not. If you come to Polk County to do this, I can guarantee you you're going to find yourself in the Polk County Jail trying to steal something off someone else's lunch tray. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't come. They didn't come. You know, this is just the way it is. There you go. I love that. Wow. Lay it right out. Straight talk beforehand. That's it. That's it. And people (laughs) just can't do that anymore. No. One of his officers got killed. One of his canine officers was shot to death. And the dog was shot to death. And the guy was in the woods. It was an armed robber, and he was in the woods. And so SWAT went in, and and the SWAT team ended up killing him. And uh, the news media, first thing they said, why did they shoot him 40-something times? You know, talking about the police shooting the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And he looked dead at that news report and said they ran out of bullets. (gasps) (laughs) You know, come to Polk County and shoot one of my officers. Wow. You know, basically. And then just, oh, it was just last year, year before last, one of his officers was involved in a shooting. And and one of the news commentators at the press conference said, Said, did you did you mean what you said last night, or, or was that just in the heat of play? He said, I'm glad you brought that up. He said, I meant every word of what I said last night. There's no political correctness in a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I mean it's just truth. Yes, it yeah, he's just truth. People can't handle that when you come right out with the truth no. like that. Yeah, they they only yeah, relate to playing games. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not playing games here. You know, so, and then we uh, have people, you know, especially, you know, African-Americans talking about they had to have the talk with their children, the talk, not the sex talk, but the talk about being stopped by the police. <laughs> what, dude, you ain't special. I had that conversation with my children. I told them what to do when the police stopped them, how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to operate, daytime or nighttime. I've had it with all of them. Even my grandson just got his driver's license. He knows what to do mm-hmm. if the police stop him. You roll down all your windows, you turn off your ignition, put your car in park, and keep your hands on the steering wheel and do what he tells you. Yes, and respond night- respond respectfully yeah. and politely. Yeah. And yeah. if it's nighttime, you turn on the inside light so he can see in there. So if you do all of that, it will ease in the stress on him. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably be treated a whole lot nicer. Yeah, that does go a long way. When did, you're, did when you you're see, polite. Yeah, did you see the video of, of the officer that pulled over an African-American lady? I think she was a teacher. And 
she started yelling at him, calling him a murderer from the time he got out of the car. You know, he asked for a driver's license. Are you going to kill me? I mean, it was oh, just insane. Out loud. Here, here's another thing in case it ever comes up. If you hear, uh, I can't think of her name, mayor of Chicago, I heard this last week, murders just skyrocketing everywhere. Mm-hmm. But she made the statement, yes, murders are up, but the crime stats are down. That means we're doing something right. Eh. <laughs> what? They're about 2,000 officers short. You know what that means? Oh, that means the calls are not getting answered. People are leaving. People aren't reporting crime. Mm-hmm. Crime's still happening. Yeah. They've just give up trying to report it, and nothing can be done about it. That's the reason the crime stats mm-hmm. are going down. You have to report a murder. Mm-hmm. You know, the dead body's laying there. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are going up. You better believe if they're going up, all crime is going up. Mm-hmm. It's out of control. 2,000 officers. I'm still stuck on that number. Wow. 2,000 officers. Well, that may be short. New York. It, they may be only be like 700 or something short in Chicago, but still. That's, that's a lot of manpower. What? Mm-hmm. You know, New York's 2,000, 2,500 short. Yeah, there. It's just crazy. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I don't live down in a major city. Well, and let's let's remember this, too, because with all of this exodus, you know, we have people doing the police training now that probably hadn't got enough experience on their belt to be doing the police training. So what we have now is we have the undertrained training the untrained to do the unthinkable. And oh, by the way, we're not going to use any scripture at all. Yeah, that's... We got a mess. That's we just, got a mess. Yeah, that's disheartening. Yeah. And uh, and everybody out there is sincere. The trainers are sincere. The, the kids coming on the job, they're all sincere. Mm-hmm. But there's no winning for them right now. So they got to be careful. Eye-opening, yeah. Paul. Eye-opening. <laughs> that stuff we don't understand or realize until we talk to someone like you who is involved? Well, just think about your own neighborhood. My neighborhood, you know, we've had some cars broken into. Where did that come from? It's because it's okay. <laughs> We're not going to prosecute these little crimes. You know, so that means if you can't hang on to it, it's mine. Wow. Yeah, my daughter and son-in-law just had their vehicles broken into a couple weeks ago, and they don't live in an area where... You would expect that in any way, That's shape, right. or form. But unfortunately, she had her driver's license and stuff in there. And yeah, That's meet in their driveway overnight. Mm-hmm. Come out in the morning. and So, yeah, it's, uh, I tell people, I said, crime's coming to a neighborhood near you. So you really need to be prepared to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what it's coming to, converting back to the wild, wild west. Well, because think about the spirit of lawlessness, right? I mean, the Bible talks about this, and we are most definitely in that stage. But at the same time, while the spirit of lawlessness is going up, our protections via law enforcement is going down. So, people, you need to think about that right now as we're saying this. And ask yourself, again, for such a time as this, what can you do to help law enforcement? What can you do, Christian, to help these people to be able to defend, protect, and to serve? What can you, you do it, to help them? You said it best. Without Christ, none of this will work. No. It, yeah. it just won't work. 
because there's, and this has been this way for a long time, there's so much crime out there that we cannot arrest ourselves out of this violence. The Holy Spirit has got to change hearts. Yes. Yes. You know, putting people in jail is not working, does not work, has not ever worked. No. Except to punish somebody for mm-hmm. what they've done. There's no rehabilitation unless that person wants to be rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. Yep. He had the pleasure of, of rehabilitating one. He was sitting on the federal witness stand oh. testifying for us. And, and uh, he made the statement about when he was rehabilitated. And, and the defense attorney just jumped on him. Rehabilitated? You've not even been to prison yet. So when did you get rehabilitated? What does that and he have to pointed do with at it? me and said, "When that man put the handcuffs on me, I knew I didn't want to do this ever again." Ah. <laughs> so, so I got one. I had one. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> but without Christ, you know, there is no rehabilitation. And that—that's why I spent, you know, a few years creating and teaching Bible studies at our county jail. Yeah. Because that's what they needed. They need. Christ. There's a lot of broken people in there who had a great harm done to themselves, which is what landed them where they are. But um, a lot of broken-hearted people in there that need Jesus. And cops have to understand too, Christian cops, that once those evil people turn to Christ, they're now family. Mm-hmm. They're my family. You know, they're they're no longer the old is dead. The old man is gone. The new man has come. You welcome them in. Yes. Brothers and sisters in Christ. That's it. You know, that's where the strength is. Yeah. Well, we could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, it's great talking to you. But thank you so much for your time, Paul. And well, again, what you, you do and your service. And thank your fellow cohorts for me, please. Oh, I will. I will. So if grateful I can do anything for, them. for you, give me a call. All right. We'll do, Paul. Thank you so very right, much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me and Paul. He's great to listen to, isn't he? (laughs) He really is. Um, As I said at the beginning of this episode, if you are in law enforcement and you're struggling with your job, if you don't know Jesus, or maybe you do, but ah, it's just so hard. Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers is there. They're there for you. They can help you. They can help your coworkers. And also, as I said, if you know someone who is in law enforcement, share this with them. Tell them about Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. Their website is fcpo.org. Get on there. You have all the information as to how to contact them, what they offer, and the benefits You don't have to be a police officer to join. As Paul had shared with us, you can become with an associate member. And it's only $5 a month. I'm sure most of you, like I do, buy your coffee out when you're on the road. And a cup of coffee isn't really so cheap anymore. But perhaps maybe you could give up a few cups of coffee that you get out in, I don't know, just saying that it's it's a very small price to pay to help those that are in law enforcement, to help them, to help their families at such a time as this. This really is a vital ministry. And you know, law enforcement officers, truth is they need us just as much as we need them. 
So let's do what we can to support them. And, you know, when you become an associate member, I know Paul had mentioned all the wonderful things that you receive as part of your membership. What a great resource to have on hand to share with someone who is in law enforcement or share with a family member of someone in law enforcement. Either way, it's a win-win situation, right? That's how you can be that one little candle this week. $5 a month, associate member, free gifts to help encourage and equip those in law enforcement. Pray for them. Cover this ministry. Cover our law enforcement officials in prayer, please. Such a dark world. They are stepping forth into that darkness willingly every day. Be that light for them. They need that light, the light from your candle. And for Song of the Week, I've got a few things here that I pulled off of YouTube that just brought chills to me watching and listening to them. Um, A couple of them are police officers singing gospel songs. One of them is a lip sync challenge to um, My God's Not Dead by the Newsboys by some police officers. And then there's another one, the song um, Trust in You, which is a tribute to Christian police officers. I will put the links to these in the podcast description. Um, Amazing. Please watch them and listen to them just to touch upon your heart. The human, the soul behind the badge, the media and the left are really trying so hard to wipe that out, to demonize the profession. And I'm not saying that this profession is without its problems. As Paul said, it's a lost profession for the most part. There are lots of lost police officers out there trying in their own flesh to do the job. And of course difficulties come along and without the Holy Spirit behind that that the wheel right without God behind the wheel well we know how things like that turn out whether you're a police officer or not but there's a lot of godly police officers out there too but yeah let's just get a face a human soul back to the police officer please I hope you really enjoy the songs that I've chosen for this week. So until next week, you take care and God bless.